<clears throat> Folks, Mr. Bean has infiltrated oh. the Capitol building in Washington, oh, D.C. He has, he has he has pulled take. a gun. <laughs> <laughs> he has pulled a gun and he has been shot dead by the Secret <laughs> Service. Again, Good Mr. Riddance. Bean, beloved beloved uh, British conservative um, comedy figure, uh, also very homophobic, has been killed by American Secret Service in Washington, D.C. I will say Mr. Bean, in terms of he, Wikipedia... He should have painted an orange tip on his pointer finger. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that didn't land at all, did it? <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't invalidate it because I, I just giggled I would, like a little bitch. I, 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 I'm very... <laughs> I'm, I did the very on-brand thing of I didn't hear your joke because I was talking about, wi- about Wikipedia. <laughs> it was it was stupid. You'll hear. No, it I heard it. I, I, I processed <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. I get it now. Yeah. I get you. I, I got you. All right. All right. So, <laughs> so obviously there was a coup attempt today. In, so we in, did a thing. Okay. They did the thing, uh, yeah. So that happened. <laughs> uh, they they fly now. Uh, Random day, right, guys? Fucking yeah, but like <laughs> people people are genuinely like people are genuinely kind of freaking out about this. And the whole time, I'm I'm just thinking the cops let this happen, so it clearly isn't really much of a threat, which I think just continues to just. <clears throat> show how fake all this shit is none, well, not, none of our politics matter because like there's literally these the symbolism the institution itself is all that matters to them and they just stormed the very physical manifestation of that institution and they were like oh fuck you know, not, nothing we can do about that it's crazy yeah. and nothing's gonna happen no yeah, and I, I, I guess let let let's start there of like why why nothing will happen, and by nothing I I I what I mean is like moving on to like another like a, a epoch or something, which we I think we've crossed a threshold, but I think when we look back we will notice that we crossed it like a way long time ago. Um, but I I think one thing to like kind of point out is that like just because like things are happening doesn't necessarily mean that they're they're historical. Uh, this one is historical, but not in terms of like uh, who's getting power and who's uh, gaining power and all that stuff. Um, specifically, because we like it's going to be the exact same ruling class. The uh, there's probably going to be uh, some unrest between now and the twentieth or whenever the. Um, inauguration is yeah uh, probably a little bit afterwards but in terms of like uh actual power it's staying in the same hands and also too and i i, I do and i i don't know where this conversation is going to go and uh, frankly i don't know if we're going to stay on this topic for too long but i think one thing that struck me today is how many people were talking about like how organized they were and all this other stuff just because something happened People think that yeah. uh, there was organization oh. involved, and I think that is important for us, uh, uh, for us on the left, and for uh, Blake, uh, you know, the far right. <laughs> Am I uh, separate? <laughs> <laughs> us Blake? on the left and Blake. Blake Who on the it? alt center. <laughs> I'm the alt dude. I'm the alt. You're centrist. you're left adjacent. I'm, you're left I'm adjacent. the alt centrist. That's <laughs> just gonna do radical centrist things. Yeah, dude. Uh, like, adv- like, nice. like, violently advocate 
for for uh, tax subsidies if you gentrify an impoverished neighborhood and you are a person of color, but like with a bomb, I will advocate for that. Dude, yeah, yeah. Blake's going to liberate the hell out of uh, kids with straight A's. <laughs> but yeah, so like that- I think care with thing- it for everyone with perfect attendance. <laughs> that's, that's one of the things I was saying earlier was that like this- the, these people, the, the people that are storming the Capitol, they're, I mean, they're protesting, but they are very much just advocating for the status quo. They're just too stupid to realize that that's ultimately what they're doing. And I also think that's why the police and armed response was so uh, tepid, tepid, whatever, uh, and toothless was because, like, there, there's no threat. There's, they, like, there is no challenging to this system that's already, you know, in power and the machine that's the machinations that are already in motion. They're going to continue on even if they were successful and Trump was somehow to get a additional presidency. Nothing would change either way. Yeah. So there, I, there's just no threat well, being made there. I mean, I, obviously that's extreme, but I, I will say what they don't, they've it. never, they've never been able to, and I don't know that it's stupidity necessarily, um, but they, they've never, is. I mean, maybe, but they, they've never, they've never understood what Trump actually is. Uh, uh, from their perspective, Trump has always been a uh, anti-establishment uh, character, you know, that all that talk of he's going to drain the swamp and this and that, but they, they always have failed to realize that he's just a tool of the uh, Republican party who's tapped into his popularity to get their agenda done. And they, they've done quite well. I mean, even just looking at the Supreme court stuff um, and, uh, and things like that. Um, So that's, that's why it can never be any, any, this like coup attempt, if you want to call it, that is not actually that it could never be that. Yeah. I, I will say though that Trump, I, Trump is just a tool for the GOP is, is what I, I guess my yeah, point was. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things uh, is like the utility that goes into like uh, with some of these people, because it doesn't matter who the president was, like they're going to serve the same purpose because they're going to serve the same class. Um, but I, I do think that we need to like actually like look at this as a reactionary force of like, yeah, they, it, it being a force of reaction, what they're really truly scared of is like the world getting away from them so they're trying to hold on to it so it's kind of like something slipping from your grasp and uh, how wildly you'll try to get a hold of it if it's slipping away you know um blake you you write country songs you should get that you know (laughs) i mean yeah so as as a as a neo-traditionalist as a cottage core uh representative (laughs) You know, there are certain foundations, there are certain tenets uh, that we want to uphold to. And if we just follow Christopher Nolan's example of just adhering to those strictly while just throwing out all sense of reason and, you know, logic and and getting to those steps, we can achieve a a very good summer blockbuster in the middle of the pandemic. And that's really the ultimate goal. Yeah. Is capital is just to get the money. I, and I, more power to them. Honestly, more more power to them. Um, these people that just stormed the fucking Capitol, because like someone had to pop the cork on that one. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, yeah, like someone had to do it. Someone had like someone had to recreate the SSD control 
uh, fucking. <laughs> That's what I thought about too. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I mean, I look at the, I look at that Capitol building every fucking day in Boston. Someone had to recreate that. Someone had to show that that had happened, and like. It sucks because what it, I think I think honestly it sets a bad precedent. Not because of any of the the other darker reasons that it's a bad thing, but it sets the precedent that like if there were to be a leftist insurrection, insurrectionary force, that we could even get to the Capitol steps before just a oh, yeah. just a litany no of way. bullets they're, they're, were just they're, sent they're through gonna, our fucking skulls. Well, and I think they're they're going to use this as an excuse to expand yes, uh, the powers already are. Do you know law how enforcement and so- yeah. And it's going to be used disproportionately against the left. Yeah, but even in terms of, like, the censorship stuff, like, there was, like, I think within an hour or two of, uh, like, whatever happening or, like, the beginning steps of it, like, how many, like, think pieces and stuff about essentially tightening censorship around social media and things like that. And also, I I think it is interesting, uh, especially whenever you look at this, like, from the left, because it is our inherent position is a threat to capital. So there's no question about the threat that we pose to like the existing order. And I think what people are seeing now is the chaos that happens with like a, a system that was built on these contradictions, essentially uh, with like a lot of these people, they are from the working class. They aren't receiving any benefits uh, other than cultural and racial uh, from this system, because even the white people who like have means, they're they're seeing it slowly like slip away from them. A lot of the people from, because a lot of those people in those protests, they look like middle aged people. But a lot of the, yeah, it's like that's the demographic that's like increasingly falling into like depression and like opiate addictions and all that other stuff. Like life isn't great for them either right now. Yeah. And and but like the thing is like with events like today of just like uh if there is distrust in terms of like how this is going to be handled uh, in terms of like by the public or is there going to be like investor uh, confidence in the stock market and stuff like that? Um, like literally like the ruling class doesn't know if these people are a threat to it or not. And what's resulting is a lot of chaos around it of like you saw cops literally not know what to do. Uh, yeah. in that situation because there's been so much of this uh, of the politics in this country that hasn't been material it's been cultural so but those cultural signifiers fall away under the weight of material conditions and we saw that today and we saw it in the confusion of a lot of these uh, you know armed people's like faces you see their faces in the pictures a lot of the officers and all those other people genuinely seemed confused well i mean that's that's what i'm talking about with these people were protesting in honor of the status quo that they were physically rebelling against so you had this just complete um this contradiction and this paradox in the law enforcement and the the officers that were like meant to like stage there and that's why it ultimately culminated with like you know, them pushing against them. But once they were in the building, they actually got into the Capitol and then they just started, like, they realized, okay, we're here. We, we have, we have pierced the veil and we now understand that because we, just because we've taken the physical building does not mean that we've actually affected politics whatsoever. So let's just file out. And so on their way out, then, you know, like, okay, the cops see that they don't actually pose a threat. They're not, you know, maybe there was like one or two supposed IEDs in the Capitol 
area. But ultimately, most of those protesters, you know, they did their disruption and then they just filed out and they got selfies on the way because they ultimately were with the cops, with the cops. You, no, that's yeah. Sorry. I that's, like sorry if you don't that's, get the yeah, off, it is no literally with the cops. Yeah. And so that's that's what I'm like really talking about. It's just they both sides were representing the status quo. And then when they realized that they had to they had to digest that cognitive dissonance. But once they just kind of put it in order. You know, they filed out, they got their selfies with the cops and, you know, done deal. And then maybe a few, you know, symbolic arrests, but ultimately, like, we're not going to see, you know, the four main leaders of this movement firebombed in their cars like the Ferguson, um, <laughs> you know, organizers got, you know, yeah. they, they, well, the reason nothing, the, the, the reason <laughs> the reason the reason uh, to quote Joe Biden that nothing will fundamentally change and why simply taking a capital building in the you know wealthiest most powerful nation on the globe is that capital is what controls that is what has the power right yeah so regardless of you, you could burn Washington, D.C. to the ground and power would still exist and nothing would nothing fundamentally changes. change. Nothing changes. Yeah. And I, I will um, say, too, and one thing I, I think it's important to go back to, like, fundamental texts. Um, so, you know, thinking back to the Christopher Nolan Batman, uh, specifically uh, the Dark Knight. <laughs> Dark Knight. Uh, the, Dark Knight. The, uh, the yeah. Bush. Dude, that is a that is a that is a well, sizable lad in the background of the picture you just sent. Blake. Oh, yeah. No, we're good. We're good. I got that. That yeah. is. Um, <laughs> so speak, but, speaking of Batman, my pedophilia comment earlier. Let Tim finish his thought. I, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I was just <laughs> yeah. trying to. Put, uh, I was trying to implant and I was trying to incept in your minds. Batman is a pedophile. Sure. That's my subtext mm -hmm. reading of the whole thing. But go on, Tim. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, well, this is actually referring to that Joker monologue uh, where he talks about the dog uh, chasing the car and then not knowing what to do with it when he catches it. And I, yeah. I think that is like a great line. I built my worldview around that. Yeah. Yeah. And like there, I, I think it is important to uh, look at uh, contemporary things, especially uh, things that are cringe uh, or like sound a little cringe because of the fact that like what makes it is it is like very obvious of like, oh, yeah, that is kind of is everything uh, because we are. Uh, a part of an entire economy that was built on the premise of infinite growth. And so like our entire society was chasing that car and now doesn't know what the hell to do with it. Uh, so, you know, that's what I mean? imperialism, imperial, like we have, we are an imperialist nation. And once we, we, we have covered the globe, we have, we have, we have taken over the U S hegemony, you know, it really doesn't have anywhere else for its hands to go. It could seize more control in specific areas, but it already has influence in those areas. So now that, you know, the entire world has been subsumed, uh, the only thing to do from here is to turn inwards. And, you know, that's that's the dog not knowing what to do with itself. It has the car. And so, like, what the fuck do I do? I just I destroy. I destroy and myself. I I, I think that is also one of the things to, that's important that has been, uh, you know, coming at uh, being anti-war and anti-imperialist from like a, a leftist perspective and everything. One of the things that uh, fundamental things that you have to understand is that you are you have more in common with the regular everyday worker in that other country that our nation is fighting. Yes. And that is something that we it's easy to say about 
uh, other countries and stuff like that. But one of the interesting things that's going to come out of this and one of the things that we are going to have to struggle with is that as these material conditions, uh, like the, the contradictions heighten, what we're going to see is a lot of the cultural stuff just not be able to uh, hold any water anymore. And one of the things that we do need to start processing is those racist assholes who like storm the Capitol fundamentally from a, a materialist perspective, you still have more in common with them than the Jeff Bezos's and the politicians and everyone else who actually like holds power. So how do we like struggle with things like that of like the, uh, same working class that we uh should be like actually uniting and liberating and uh working with side by side our fellow workers they're the same people who did this shit today in the name of reaction you know <clears throat> and confused i don't know confused. i i i would i guess push back on that a little bit uh because uh like for instance like mao's uh analysis of class in china was extremely, extremely detailed and nuanced. And like they knew the elements of not only the bourgeoisie, but the petty bourgeoisie, uh, the proletariat and the working class that would uh, be more likely to side one way or the other, whether that was with right-wing forces of the uh, Kuomintang or whatever, uh, or the um, the Communist Party. So um I, I guess I guess I would say like we need to use caution when we think about how to view other people. Like yes, they're work they're working class people as well, but that there's not there's there's nothing anywhere and there's no natural law that says a working class person is gonna choose the right side. No, yeah, you know? and I, it requires political education and propaganda, like we were talking about yesterday. I think yeah, or not yesterday, but the other day. We're gonna say something. Uh, first off, uh, I do <laughs> not, not interested. <laughs> yeah. No, well, don't no need to whenever, you know, uh, a man is going to mousplain it to you. Uh, mm -hmm. don't appreciate That's what I'm here that. for. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I guess like one of the things in, in terms of, uh, the moralizing that goes into a lot of this stuff, uh, and where I guess I'm coming from is just like you and those people are competing for the same power they clearly revealed themselves as lacking any organization but we need to look at like things like that objectively in terms of like what can it offer us in terms of feedback in terms of stuff that we could actually use what does it teach us about uh the people that we live in this country with what does it teach us about uh their relationship to power do like their lack of understanding of their and this is something that i is coming up with a lot with what Blake's been talking about is like, uh, it's clear that people in general, we don't re understand our own relationship to power and our own relationship to the things that keep us living in the conditions that we're living in. So, <laughs> so earlier as, uh, jokingly, Blake asked me what politics is. And I very flippantly said, it's asserting your, um, no, I, I was genuinely. I was genuinely asking. I don't know. Uh, and and I, I, I flippantly said that it is. It. <laughs> uh, I jokingly said that it is. It is. Uh, it is uh, the attempt to. Uh, um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? To impose your cultural signifiers and identity over that of others. 
but I, I do think that is legitimately how many people view power in this country specifically. And I think what you're getting at uh, is that uh, we need to understand power differently. It just, it, I guess like my, my main point is that like a lot of the politics, because it is cultural, we end up with a weird culture that's not truly rooted in our everyday existence. And that's why we have people who could be your actual neighbor and even like, Oh, live in the same neighborhood as me work at the same place as me eat at the same places as me but then have well like, i just i just think that that speaks to the just the perfect ability for capitalism to uh to alienate everyone and anything it cap, capital capital itself uh reduces people to you know their their base functions their base like you know, ability to contribute to society at large, um, as it's understood through a, you know, monetary sense. And that creates these divisions with people where, you know, they have these beliefs that run completely countercurrent to anything that would actually benefit their social, their social or economic standings in their life. They just, they just double down on these ideas that have no bearing or no, you know, real relation because they've just been alienated from the ultimate effects, good or bad, of those things. So there's plenty of there's plenty of people that are like liberal that uphold institutions like such as the Supreme Court. They'll they'll vehemently defend the Supreme Court as an institution. They will defend, you know, the Democratic Party, even though nothing the democratic party has done in several years has had any actual positive net positive effect on them um in the same way that you know people double down on voting for conservative actors that we know you know purely act in bad faith and in the interests of their you know moneyed supporters so it just that that's just that is just what capital does it only exists to alienate and through that alienation and through that stratification of all these different, you know, things that we can pigeonhole our ident identities to, we attach our identity and we send it and we send it and nothing, we get nothing in return except for, you know, now we have the internet to give us a little positive feed feedback of our, you know, limitless peons that will say, you know, good job, this is good, this is bad, all and, you know, respond to our takes and that's it. That, 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 that is the whole thing. I just want to point out my followers are not peons. They're all cool and they're hot and they're smart. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Is it, yeah. Same. Same. I, I think less of all of mine. If Whoa, you, if I honestly, if you, you care what I have to say. <laughs> kind of messed up, dude. We both follow you. So yeah, dude. We and put you up with your takes. Today. and you had a good post today. And all that. So. All right. So what, what, about, what, what else what has about, happened what today? About, what, what else about, has happened today? What about bad takes from the left? Have y'all seen? I'm thinking specifically of like a lot of people on the left. So there, there's a couple of things of saying, uh, clearly you need to rush out and buy a, a firearm uh, responsibly, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, this is a this is a coup attempt by fascists. This is, um, you know, no. if if only the if only the left. Uh, if only the left had this level of organization and, and balls Bullshit. basically to do this kind of thing. Yeah, to which I would say that's BS as well, because even just looking at the police president, the, the police let these 
uh, people in, in in large part and it's kind of like you put the if you put yourself in their shoes like if you're like five uh, officers standing in front of a crowd of a couple hundred people uh, at any given point physical point uh, on the campus of the the capital area like what the fuck else are you gonna do aside from let him well, in I mean like, aside from start shooting and hope that they don't just overpower you like like what else can you do so there's that component and the component of like a lot of people are claiming oh the police are are on their side or whatever which I don't necessarily think that's true by and large. I mean, I I, I, I think that the police are, I, are there to mitigate class difference. I, I do like 100% subscribe to the Leninist view of the state for the most part. I, I, but, also, yeah. I think a lot of people too, they... Because there, there's like well, an actual class like analysis stuff, and then there's also, but it becomes different whenever you have a video or photo of a single person, because it does boil down to there are just like a lot of racial things that aren't as uh, conscious, and I, I think one of them is just like yeah, it, it's a person in American society who's less threatened by a white person. And I'm sorry, but even non-white people are like that in this country, and it's fucked up, and it's one of the most enduring parts of racism, but it is true. So that doesn't imply any conspiring beforehand or anything like that, but what it does mean is just like, yeah, that's it. just because there's no conspiring doesn't mean that racism still isn't at play in one way or another. And I think at the heart of it is just like, yeah, at the very least, people are less threatened by white people here. Like that's fucked up. Well, I just, I honestly, I just fucking hate the the take, the idea that you know there was some higher order of organization as at a Catholic. Play with I say this. there always is. I mean, <laughs> this this was as you know intricately organized as the let's all Naruto run on Area Fifty One. They can't stop us all at once. <laughs> this is the exact same playbook. But they just had the added benefit of that, whatever we want to call it. We can call it cognitive dissonance between, you know, the police like, hey, we can't, we can't, you know, these are our guys. We can call it that or we can call it in the, the, you know, the Leninist perspective of, you know, just, you know, they would like to stop them, but they're just outnumbered. And for whatever reason, when they originally put the call in to the National Guard, the National Guard was like, no, we're not going to do this even though, you know, the National Guard was moved in two days before any kind of protest was done over the summer. Wait, is that true? I thought they did bring the... Nat- no, they, I mean, they did eventually, but the, the, when, when, it was, when the National Guard was originally called in, they, were, they received a motion not to act, not well, yeah. to engage, not okay. to act. Well, that, that just and gets so, back to the fact that they, the, the people that are in power understand how power works. They understand that it's, exactly. not, it's not located in a Capitol building. It's located in the relationship of people because to this mode of production they're not and because they're not challenging the status quo yeah. and so all, like so just no matter like what we want to call it you know they still did the thing and found out power doesn't I'm, change i'm calling it wacky you know, wednesday it doesn't that's just me though. we're calling we're calling it's it wacky like, wednesday this is the wackiest wednesday we've had in a if, while. You, if you do genuinely <laughs> believe that the right is it, like this was this is a demonstration of their level of organization like no you should no. you should definitely also be heartened in the fact that they're like too dumb to realize what constitutes actual uh power because all this is 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 a tantrum it's symbolic just like everything else uh and, and but i think i think that shows i think that also shows what a tantrum 
you know, the protests over the summer, like taking police precincts, I think that is much more of a direct action than taking the Capitol. Yeah. Well, um, someone, forcing, someone tweeted about police, how those, those uh, officers are having to work out of their cars because they don't have offices <laughs> to work. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I think, I think forcing a local police precinct out of their own fucking building is much more effective than anything that we saw today. But I also think that it's, it just shows, you know, the level of control that the U S government has over everything where they allow certain things to happen, but not other things. And I think that also shows the intent behind violence makes the whole difference. The leftist violence was immediately brought down. Are you stopped. saying? Are you saying that the D, the uh, DNC put more put up more of a fight against Bernie Sanders than the uh, Capitol Police did against the right wing protesters? Yes. And I, I do. Yes, can yes. I, <laughs> I, I'm saying when Obama personally called fucking Buttigieg and Yang and Warren was like, "Hey, drop out for me." And Warren was really brave to not to hold off to the last second. Um, yeah, I, I I think can they he, showed he, much more. Can I I want to I want to <laughs> say something real quick. Um, and while I do this, can someone look up Mayor Pete's take on all of this? I'd like to have that after Jesus I get done. Yes, hold on. Let me, don't chime in. Don't chime in. Mayor Pete Twitter. Uh, yeah, don't chime in yet. But I one thing that I do want to say because like the words chaos. Oh, I'm just, sorry. Are you giving orders on the pod? Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit, dude. Okay. Uh, we don't believe. Cool. Just making sure. Here. Just making you sure. Have to, you have no. to. You have to submit it to the consensus no, that, that party. That was a, a lateral. Order. Oh, I, I blocked him. I blocked him. Okay, <laughs> now we have I didn't like the retweets. I didn't want to see his retweets. Blocked Mayor P. <laughs> oh, he's got a great tweet. You're going uh, to love it. To be fair, to be fair. Oh, wait, yeah, You've right. been waiting wanna, to say you know something. Honestly, I don't want to see what honestly, he does to the Tim, real system. Just, Go for it, James. Holster it's so, it. it's so holster good. Holster that, that All right, fire. here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, no, Mr. do it in Obama voice. Yeah, do it in Obama voice. Authentic Pete. Do it in Obama voice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me be clear. <laughs> uh, words have consequences, especially the words of a president and his allies. Today, those consequences include violent rioters attacking our capital to overthrow the American democratic process. This must end, and democracy must prevail. Uh, Pete Buttigieg. I wow. Fucking, I'll hold a lighter up yeah, for that. Yeah, damn, dude. That's, nice. that's Kamala, my, Kamala Harris. Right uh, I joined President Elect Joe Kamala Biden Harris. in Kamala calling... Harris has been Q all along. Uh, here's what Kamala Harris said I joined the President Elect Joe Biden in calling for the assault on the Capitol. There's more to it. And our nation's <laughs> public servants. To... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I joined President-elect Joe Biden in calling for the assault on the Capitol and our nation's public servants to end and, as he said, allow the work of democracy to go forward. I I have a pretty funny idea for a tweet. I'm going to consult the Mayor Pete Platitude Generator. Uh, But here it is, man. I I mean, we keep... uh, Just all of us as Americans in general, we, we, we keep putting... We keep vesting authority in these these um, 
these people we know to be awful. That, well, and so that, it's yeah. That's what. That's okay, what I was hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna send this I'm gonna send this to you guys in the chat. But here here's what the generator told me. This is a indestructible transformation for the vision we're building, the vision that will go on to win the nomination, but only if we go brutally. <laughs> only if we go what? what it says. Only if we that go is an, that is a Mayor Pete, Mayor Pete Buttigieg platitude generator. And it says, this is an indestructible transformation for the vision we're building, the vision that will only go on to win the nomination, but only if we go brutally. And I believe that. I, I believe Mayor Pete sure. when he says this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I believe that. Oh, but what? <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. No, no. Just do it. On. You're going to be up. thinking about it the whole time. Just say it. <laughs> you, you can't just let moral position sink. And I've got to think they get that too. <laughs> That actually applies. I'm watching Wonder Woman all over yeah. again. I'm watching, I'm watching, <laughs> you know, I'm learning about the truth of not cheating. Uh, and also how sick fucking 80s clothing change montages are. Yeah. While being inspired. And I think, you know, if, if anything, that's what Wonder Woman had to teach us. Yeah. I think more than anything. So anyways, oh, what I, I was going to say earlier... <laughs> All right, now did we're pivoting back. Out? We're pivoting Wait, back. Wait, on this show, did you just black yeah, out bit. the whole thing? I blacked out a little yeah, bit. You, you... Oh, I only blacked out during whenever no one was talking. You're going to get shadow banned yeah, again. Damn. That was James, not me. <laughs> I know. No, I'm talking Oh, okay. James. I thought you were talking to me. I'm not talking to you. I deleted, I deleted my account for a minute to embrace suffering and embrace... Uh... The darkness. Yeah. The grill pill. If you want, mm-hmm. wanted to embrace suffering, why'd you get off the freaking hell site, dude? that's a good point actually so um, what, what i was gonna uh, so going back to what i was gonna say earlier um i i think one of the um the way that a lot of people are talking it, it, it's very clear that they they still uh give uh the rule of law authority and it should be morally uh clear and all that other stuff instead of it just being an expectation that those things just can't exist uh, like justice coming from the rule of law of uh, a ruling class that is clearly flailing. Uh, but the other thing that uh, I, I, I've been thinking about is like, cause I keep seeing the words like chaos and disorder and stuff like that. But a lot of people aren't taking a second, like step back and the fact that there are like how many vaccinations uh, doses are being thrown away uh, the poor job that there is. How many RFID chips have just been cast yeah, exactly. away? Not implanted in anyone's. But like, I, I guess can't like track thing... anybody. That you really can't no, these no. days. I, that's why you know it's hard to keep in touch nowadays, dude. Uh, but one of the, one of the things of just like we clearly live in a chaotic world that this ruling class has like built for us you know what i mean and one of the one i of do the bi- blake doesn't because he just left yeah blake just left <laughs> i, uh, I kind of just want to talk for a little bit uh but i i think one of the one of the big things that like we need to like get back to is like just like a, a repudiation of this entire system and i think one of the uh big things that we're lacking is just the idea that like no regular life is chaotic and it's chaotic because nothing works anymore and it, nothing works anymore because the people in power can't run a damn thing 
Yeah. And they run, they, they've made the world into what it is today. And that is something that we don't like bring up a lot. When we think of like chaos being days like today, when in like last week there were vaccines being thrown away, there yeah. were like people, you know, like governments like threatening, uh, state governments threatening doctors with uh, f- like really, really heavy fines uh, for giving the vaccine to people uh, who hadn't been certified or whatever yet. Like that seems like a chaotic system. That seems like a world that is like bursting at the seams. You know what I mean? And people just like think that like, um, of just like, yeah, of course people are going to act wild like today because like what else do you do whenever the entire world doesn't make sense? And also like, you know, like they're like, we live in a chaotic world and that chaos didn't start today. And it's not going to be encapsulated in today because it's every day. It's just going to, it's just going to magnify. And this is what I've been telling people, especially um, like, like friends that I have who are not, maybe not into like the same type of politics that we are. Maybe they, they don't um, like their, their engagement with politics is very surface and like very, like very much like what the average Americans is. Um, And they, they kind of just don't, don't see that. Like what you're talking about, like, Oh, this, this kind of thing is because of Trump and not because we are literally like, I mean, we're in we're in we're in the declining stages of 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 capitalism and of empire you know or like even the idea of a place like los angeles having to triage uh patients to the extent that they are right now or the fact that they're literally fucking running out of oxygen and you know i'm 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 sorry to interrupt i tim no, like I, I, I do because I feel like you he had more to does. say. But I, I went off while you were gone. I was talking while you were gone. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I want to say, you know, oh yes, this is, you know, this truly is the the end of empire. But I don't think it is. Like, I think I think that's a a, a wrong read on it because that would imply that I it would end itself, and it's not going to. What's up? I, 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 you, you cut out. I, I, I was saying that th- that implies that it would be ending itself and it's just not going to. It, I mean, exactly. Like this, I want to say, like, I can, we can say this is, you know, late stage or in stage capitalism, late stage, in stage imperialism. Because it implies we don't know that. One might advanced. say the highest stage. And it, it is. It truly it truly is. It 100% is. It's it's that imperialism turning inwards after the world has been conquered. But, you know, it's still there. And there isn't going to be, without a socialist or communist Beep that out. reformation, it will continue to exist. And so it's not like it's not like it will inevitably collapse and then we can pick through the rubble and build anew. It will collapse and then something much worse will take place like feudalism, you know, or back to indentured servitude and slave states that it can only regress because capitalism is an inherently regressive That's up to how ideology. I, I just, I just don't, I, I see, I see a very dark future. Uh, for if if when a natural to bring it back to Batman, place. there's uh, it's always darkest before the dawn. So just want to throw that out there. 
Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Let me get another white claw. Also, I, I think one of the uh, one of our failings right now, and I think it is like in terms of just like how we talk about stuff, even just like casually, is the fact that like we do talk about capitalism and socialism as being like this dichotomy or like two sides of a coin, meaning like you're seeing one of them or you see the other, and it's just not that way. Um, and I I think whenever, especially when we talk about uh, the the choices socialism or barbarism, there are a lot of different types of barbarism <laughs> out there and so it's not like necessarily and just because uh capitalism itself is ending uh doesn't mean that oppression is ending or that you know what that, i mean that's why i refuse to see a positive side because you know we have we have the crude we have the crude you know mineral of you know society and how it's been chiseled and shaped throughout the eons to become what it is today and it be, eventually became capitalism and everything but to create socialism out of what has been chipped and you know forced into being crudely and just over years and decades of you know erosion and you know manipulation to create socialism requires a conscious effort to melt that very mineral to to melt the very foundations to the base forms and then have everyone come together at the same time to elevate the mineral into a refined, you know, usable, malleable piece of whatever metaphor this calls for, ingot, steel, whatever, you know. Because it requires it yes. requires that that total uh, this, destruction that, and breakdown. Yeah. yeah. So this speaking of talking about things as a dichotomy, uh, I I had manically texted Tim the other day about some thoughts on like not in the chat, dude. Um, not in propaganda. No, that's a yikes. No, uh, like prop propaganda and and political education because Blake, like what uh-huh. you're what you're saying exactly like it's going to require it's going to require those things um and and if we if we keep thinking of it in terms of you're you're either in favor of capitalism or you're in favor of socialism communism what have you um that dichotomy that tim brought up um like nothing nothing nothing's ever going to work like you have you have to win the popular you have to win that propaganda you have to win you have to win the propaganda campaign and and to be honest with you right now the the right wing i think is potentially doing a better job of that in that fight potentially because it is targeted at very american tendencies and very in the american psyche itself and i think on the left we need to figure out ways to tap into that as well because we well, do have a more logical to, and to a, tap in, more moral to and tap a into the american argument, psyche but, is to tap into those base foundations that corrode the very you know the very tenets of socialism because if if you speak to america you know you can speak you can speak to the honor of the right working class now. what's up I said I am right now. Yeah, you are speaking. If, but if if you speak to if you, 
I don't know, dude. Every everything is everything is 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 fundamentally rooted in some like basic human desire, whatever. But that, because whatever American, that means. because so, of American expansionism, I think it's possible. if you speak to America, then you're speaking to the innate okay. sense that the the liberal ideology. Mm-hmm. Even if we even if we make a leftist example of it and say and take a good faith, good natured liberal ideology. It is still liberal. It is still a part. It is still every man for himself carving their freedom out. And even if we have a collective, you know, infrastructure, it's ultimately, you know, planting seeds of an individualistic nature that can't ever link up with the greater people. and. It, to the point, to the point that it. Yeah, but what? If, but what if I? Yeah. What if? What if I sing America? All right, Langston Hughes uh, slash. Uh, mm, no, no, Langston no. Hughes, Langston Hughes did. Langston Hughes go off. Did no? I too okay, sing yeah, America? Okay. Which it? was his rebuttal to mm-hmm. Walt Whitman, you motherfucker. <laughs> Most Boston motherfucker you've done yet. Well, I I I do want to get what back I said. to that. that. Not what I said. <laughs> I, did you not say I sing America, yeah. or did you say yeah. something else? I didn't I, say I too. Did you, I did you say Bob Damn America? <laughs> Blake, shut up, Tim. Go talking about America. Oh my god. Jesus Christ, Blake, shut up. Stop talking shut up. on a podcast. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna mute myself so you guys can have. Thank you. So how many claws? How many claws have you had, brother? Over the day, I've had four plus <laughs> eight. We have eight. All right, I'm muting. I'm muting myself so you guys can have an enlightened conversation. Well, you don't need to mute yourself, Blake. Cool. Uh, I well, I guess like what I was gonna say, and just kind of getting back to um, Blake's being unruly. Uh, Getting back to the uh, like that statue analogy, and I don't know, I don't know the names of sculptors, so I'm gonna say Michelangelo because I don't know who else would say it. But the I, I was also gonna say Michelangelo. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the idea that uh, that it was like very poetic, but like there, the statue's already in the marble. You just have to carve it out of it. Like it, it's in there, waiting to be born. It's already existing in there, and you just find the cleavage lines and all those other things that help you get to it a little bit better and a little bit quicker and a, uh, like actually help reveal it. And I, I think one of the things that we need to like start talking about is that we do have the same needs as these other people. Uh, and how do we actually build something out of it? How do we actually seize on this moment? Because for a lot of these uh, people, and like I think it is correct to say that if you are racist enough to like storm a Capitol building, you're probably going to not be on our side <laughs> ever if you, you know uh so but ever. with that like yeah. what is this re- you have to be practical yeah. about it who's on but your side in terms who's of not, this being an event ally, like you know? what cleavage lines are actually being revealed as we're trying to uh make this sculpture uh, because if we're looking towards a lot of this stuff we're all just people really looking to be realized i'm seeing how many times i can use the word cleavage because blake's a child <laughs> <laughs> probably- uh speaking of uh famous sculptors i'm more of a um hold on yeah, i'm more wait, of a Tim, uh, Tim, auguste Tim, rodin yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, okay sorry uh, 
but no, I totally agree. And and one thing I I I constantly like come back to whenever people talk about political leanings and and stuff in this country, and and we talk about being a divided country, like aren't aren't we always just talking about uh aren't we always basing that on what we know from polls of of people who vote and even like what like 60 something percent of eligible voters maybe it was a little higher this time but it's usually in the 50s or 60 percent range vote in in presidential elections so like even even looking at these people in terms of uh potential allies uh, like just realistically and for efficiency's sake, like who who should we even be looking at targeting with our, um, I guess our, yeah. like our message for I, lack of a better term. I hate to like sound proselytizing, I, I guess like, but um, I know what but, you mean. But you you know what I mean. Like like we're we're constant we're constantly thinking of things in terms of of people who vote, and, and that's by and large not the not usually the the vast majority of of adults in this country let alone but non-voting age people or or people who have been disenfranchised yeah, for whatever um, reason not to like know? i i'm not like a, a sock dam or anything but i have voted i've dabbled uh but also i think one thing to keep in mind too though is like even, i'm still on mute yeah <laughs> even with that though is <laughs> just like even with uh me being a voter i still would never respond to a survey like like who would do that right right yeah 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 <laughs> yeah why would i dox yeah, myself that like that like i would never <laughs> but yeah. i think that is like one of the things that whenever and especially coming from a place like new mexico whenever uh it's there's just something in the air that like the average person here does not take to authority figures well at all and so, like, would there right, ever be yeah. a, a, a yeah, truly, yeah. like, New Mexican view of things ever represented in any of those polls? Uh, just because, like, right wing or left wing right. or anything it, from here, it's like, yeah, people here just don't like authority. And so, like, you know. Yeah. I I really enjoyed I really enjoyed over the summer, speaking of that tendency in, in, in our state specifically to not like authority. I, I love it so much, <laughs> even though, even though like in our, in our profession, I think we run up against that and then it's just kind of like, oh man, this sucks. Cause you don't really think of yourself as an authority figure, uh, but you get seen that way automatically. Uh, but just thinking about like the, the, some of the bigger protests over the summer of like dudes just like wheeling their four wheeler oh, yeah. up Central Avenue up and down. For the so, troops like, though. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> like I, it's so cool. Boiling for it. the troops. Well, like, okay. So do you guys remember when that yeah. homeless guy was shot with a knife? Like they, they moved out. It was like, he was shot with a gun. He was what? okay. Hold up. They shot him with no, a they, knife. They, they, he they shot had him with a knife and they shot him. Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. I saw, they, I saw the video. It's fucking uh, Yeah. Yeah. On the, yeah, the, no, no, I'm stop? talking about the one that was in the, in the heights, in the, yeah. uh, the like foothills. It was in the foothills. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was like foothills. four years ago. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's an ongoing FBI investigation into APD. Uh, it's like six years going on and, you know, nothing has been done about it. But, um, you know, that, that happened and there was actual, because this was like in the midst of Ferguson, I want to say this was 2014, 2015. And, um, Albuquerque just reacted just with 
no pointed like you know reference for you know what we are rebelling against albuquerque just just became antagonistic to everything and it was really fun and really funny but also you know you could you could definitely argue it became a problem because you know it just became destruction for destruction's sake rather than any kind of pointed message but that is the beauty that is the beauty of of albuquerque is that just it is just pure distilled i don't like authority and and i want it gone i um i think a good way to put it and i think maybe a a good like bow on a lot of this shit is that there is a distinct difference between being uh anti-authority or like distrusting authority versus trusting your fellow worker and like your neighbor there are two completely completely different things and i think one of the ways one of the many takes valid takes you can have of today is that what we saw today was not uh uh, these people trusting one another and having each other's back in a truly organized way these the racist protester people uh but we we did see is that well we don't know if they're racist or not dude i saw some nazi flags Uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh okay so they're nazis so they're racist that symbol goes way back dude real cool real cool dude you don't know how stupid you look right now (laughs) yeah Learn history, uh, dude. Learn history. Um, so, but yeah. <laughs> of like, yeah, they they distrust uh, what they see as the the leftward trajectory of society. They distrust that. That doesn't mean that they have uh, the trust for each other that is necessitated by organization. And whenever we talk about organizing, right. I think what we I, and I bring this up a lot. Uh, and I could say from experience in my own workplace, bringing it up in my own workplace, it's helped organize there is bringing up the fact that before you start talking about organizing, you need to start talking about building trust with each other. And, and even with, um, I like, even in Albuquerque, like there's like, you know, a friend will post something and immediately, like, I know for a fact that there's several other friends texting each other about it, making sure that everything's okay. You know what I mean? And that type of uh, trust needs to go beyond our friendships and needs to go into just, you know, our, we need to have structures that we could say we're part of the same organization, even though I don't know their name. So I know that we have, I know for a fact that I can trust them uh, because we don't have that. And we saw today what happens when you don't have that. We're lucky that they don't have that trust for each other. We are all very lucky that they don't trust each other right. in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. That they are Adam. Yeah. yeah. And, and speaking of speaking of trust, it's entirely possible to build trust around shared material conditions, regardless of whether you see eye to eye with another person on identity issues or cultural issues uh, I mean, we experience this all the time uh, um, as as unionists at work in that we organize and, and represent people who we would, quite frankly, wholeheartedly disagree with on cultural issues. But since we share a common interest materially in our workplace, you're able to build trust that way. And so I think there's a lot of reasons to be hopeful to be able to reach people who we might not otherwise agree with um, while being like pragmatic and saying like, there's some people who are just going to side with the ruling class no yeah. matter what. Um, Cause they're, they've just been so 
trampled by capitalist realism that they they can't yeah, see I, any other um, yeah and alternative i, I think it is worth mean? noting that you don't know who the people those people are around you until you start trying to reach out and talk to them and frankly even right at work tomorrow uh, one thing to throw out there is the big news from today to literally see like surface level <laughs> i mean one of us could be a liberal yeah, yeah no you could you could know a liberal <laughs> James could be a liberal. The guy that's hosting this thing. Wait, this is wait, this could be a side. I'm not right. hosting. I'm hosting, not hosting. We all have tendencies. We all have yeah, tendencies. We're all we trying should, to kill that, that liberal. Are you, are you saying head, it's a right? suicidal tendency? Would you say that, James? Uh, I I feel like this is slip. <clears throat> yeah, this is going to start sometimes. slipping towards people accusing people of being Trotskyites. Uh, so I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> Ice picks in the chat, y'all. <laughs> Let's get those ice picks going in, I, the, in the comment section. I, I just, I, I, I think if anything, when we talk about, because I keep thinking about what Tim brought up earlier about like a dichotomy, like dichotomous thinking. Shut the <laughs> God damn it. We should release these as videos. We should. Kind of it's better like that. Kind of talk. What kind of tomfoolery Blake is doing? What kind of Blake foolery? Just he's pissing doing? and drinking, man. Uh, <laughs> In, in a different order <laughs> against the moon okay let me try to remember what yeah I was wrap up say. wrap up wrap up the chat i want to talk to you guys afterwards but wrap up the cast is that okay i guess i guess what i was gonna say is and this is really difficult for me personally because i am naturally more of a shy person and like get kind of like anxious around he's not he says people, this but like if it. we're going <laughs> shut up let him do it <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just really shy so it's actually easier uh, sorry, if you ladies, dm me i'm i'm happily married Tim, Tim, shut up <laughs> <laughs> um you know if 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 we have if, if there's if if there's any uh any way to give us hope ho <laughs> dude put a ball on it come on i'm, I'm, I'm leaving up i'm muting myself <laughs> I can still see you though. It sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> if 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 there's any hope uh, for for a better world in the future, it starts with our really. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> if there's any hope for uh, a better future, it, it starts with the relationships we build with each other and with other people. Uh, and it sucks and it's hard uh to put yourself out there like that but i mean like you, you know what i mean like it, it like well, our I, I, our our ideas and, and anything we push for are going to be nothing without human connection because that's what's going to ground everything you as, know what as I mean? cynical and, as i can really be i i do agree i it, it really comes down to our fundamental connections and that's why we have to battle capitalism as an entity uh, because of that separation that it causes. Um, and, you know, ha having this, this is going to sound really, you know, soft and simpy, but having connections where you can just tell your friends, you can tell, you know, your girlfriend or your, you know, your band, your, your best friends, and you just say, I love you. That in and of itself is a move against capitalism because that is a move against alienation. And the more 
we branch that connection out to our people in our community, not even on color, race lines, whatever. If we can just put that out in the community that we love them, that is our really our only defense against capital at large is that action. Yeah. And that's, that's, as, that's the best way I can put it. That's, that might be really pathetic. And that's not, that's not very, you know, very aesthetically insurrectionary, but you know, that, that really what is, what it comes down to is because the only thing that people are going to respond to other than abject hate is love and recognition. So you reach out to your community and you create, you foster those relationships. So casting right now with you guys, I'm fostering that relationship. Let's build. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta talk someone in your workplace. You gotta like, like today I, you know, you, you never know like what you could say, like how much of a difference that could make to someone personally. And as far as like building connections and building solidarity amongst each other is, is just telling someone what a great job you do, how much, how much I, I respect you and enjoy working with you. And, um, cause what I'm seeing personally in my workplace is that a lot of the anxieties and stress and things that are created by, um, quite, quite frankly, um, inept administrate admin administrators, uh, starts getting turned, uh, from coworker to coworker. And there, there becomes this infighting and stuff when our direct, our energy should be directed, elsewhere at the real root of the problem um and so just just letting someone you work with know someone you live with know someone you know just letting them know that you that you care about them and like i mean for ourselves honestly like we talk about this from time to time but like are like what are you what are you willing to sacrifice for what are you willing to die for ultimately And, and like like do do the people that you care about know that you'd be willing to do that? For and them, I, you know I think I mean? it, there are like kind of, I, I'll, I'll be kind of honest about, kinda, I'm always just kind of honest. Cool. Yeah, We're at yeah, the yeah. honest part uh, of the podcast. Guys. I, I think kind of, <laughs> Oh, it's the Honda honesty hour. Yeah. <laughs> Blake is, is very, very hurt about the NHL selling. I am. I am. And conferences yeah. to corporations. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I think also just I I kind of just want to one I I just want to underscore everything y'all said because obviously I I believe that stuff too all that bullshit I believe uh, this bullshit I believe um, <laughs> but I I think one thing that is because uh, I guess like I I grew up not really uh, feeling too attached to anyone or anything and one of the tough things that. Uh, that I had to do was actually like learn how to tell people I love them and stuff. And I think, uh, whenever I started hanging out with y'all more, started hanging out with a couple of other people at the same time. And it was like a lot more open communication about stuff like that. Like, you know, just speaking very plainly, uh, about, uh, how you feel about each other and stuff. And I think one of the things that is important to think about and articulate to each other is like and whether it's a coworker or someone you know more intimately or whatever it is of just like making it clear that like things are different when they're not around 
and things are different whenever you don't talk about something or whatever it is. Uh, but knowing uh, that because it was something that changed for me personally of like knowing that uh, someone's day was different because of me uh, is something that I know in, has impacted me and uh, allowed me to feel safe enough to like, you know, like have more <laughs> loving friendships with you know people like y'all. Uh, but on top of that, well, and knowing your day was different because of someone else too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Of like being able to yeah. actually explain that to each other and actually put words to it of like, what is different whenever you, you we're not around each other or whatever it is, you know? And that is something that, because it, it is like really difficult. And whenever we talk about trust and stuff like that between coworkers, between friends, between partners, all that other stuff is uh, being able to accept that, uh, how much you matter to another person and like how much that uh how much is writing on just you uh for them and i think that is something that uh we need to spend more time actually learning about because it does take time to learn to accept some of these bonds and i know that even with the two of you i struggle to accept uh the bonds that are there you kind of write things off and stuff like that um until the point where you're like, oh, actually, I, I do need this, actually, you know? Yeah. This is dumb as hell, dude. I keep coming back to this, uh, and I'm sure people will think this is lame because I've posted it several times now, but I keep coming back to uh, the Eugene Debs quote when he was being tried uh, yeah. for being... Actually, yeah, um, let's leave off whatever. on this. Yeah, sorry. That's... Where he... Uh, <laughs> uh, where he says, uh, I, years ago, I recognized my kinship with all living beings. And I made up my mind that I was not one bit better than the meanest on earth. I said then, and I say now that while there is a lower class, I am in it. And while there is a criminal element, I am of it. And while there is a soul in prison, I am not free. And I think if we all kind of maybe thought that way on a day-to-day basis, we could make great things happen um, because my success is tied up in your success and vice versa. And, and even with the people, the meanest on earth, the people who are imprisoned in this fucked up system we live under. And uh, even like the worst people aren't in prison. You, Let's get that straight. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. It's it's really uncomfortable for me to say that I love other people, uh, even though that's what I, I feel very strongly. And so overcoming that barrier is it really means a lot. Um, and both of you have played a very important role in that, and I thank you for it. And uh, fuck you. Good night. Uh, keep in mind, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you. Bye. Uh, <laughs> good night and good luck and fuck you <laughs>